social media. I've got a bank of green lights behind me, which tell me all the all the best platforms um, as they come live. And they're always, they, they, they're never um, synchronized uh, particularly well. Um, so I'm just going to ask you some uh, inane questions as we wait for the social media to, to kick in. Right, here we go, John. Favourite cheese? Oh, um, it's got to be brie. It has to be. Nice and ripe, nice and smelly. Yes. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree. Brie, brie on baguette is oh, on, on a warm baguette. Uh, rugby or football? Are you a rugby or football man? Uh, neither. Oh, what's your sport? Oh, there you go. You see, um, yeah, you just make the assumption, don't you? No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm into more sort of solitary sports, so uh, cycling, skiing, that sort of stuff. Excellent. Comes on to my next question: walking a big hill or sunbathing yeah. on a beach? What be? Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be a walking a big hill yeah. every time. Uh, I, I could see that. Okay, so, uh, let's keep that up. <laughs> you can see by the colour of my face that it do doesn't see a beach very often. <laughs> <laughs> and let's keep going on the sporting thing. Uh, the badminton or ping pong? Oh, uh, ping pong. You can do that anywhere. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Formula One or golf? Um, Formula One. Okay. Uh, yeah. Favourite co colour of tractor? Well, it's red tractor. <laughs> 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 Sorry, you immediately go on to Farmershed, Red Tractor. Yeah, yeah, well, well, well done. I know because a lot of people we have on, they can't nominate the colour of the tractor because of the agricultural sector. They can't, they can't be see. But yeah, Red Red Tractor. What an idiot I am on a on, again on a Wednesday. Right, okay. You got say you got a big birthday um, party coming up, and I'm going to wave you um, wave, wave the proverbial magic wand, and you can have one of these uh, singers or groups to come along, but only one. Which one would you choose? Kylie, Adele, or Abba? What would be your choice? Oh, it's got to be Kylie. Yeah. Kylie. Very, uh, yeah. <laughs> John, John your, your Christmas party at the IFST is, is now going to be doomed, isn't it? Because everyone's going to be wanting to dance with you with Kylie. They're, they're, I'm going to have, uh, you should be so lucky playing in the background, aren't I? Which is good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we can get the team to dial that up. Right, we've got a bank of green lights, John. Are you ready We're to okay, go for this? Okay, um, I am Max McGillivray from Beanstalk Global. It's a pleasure today to have John Poole, CEO of the Institute of Food Science and Technology, live with us on LinkedIn, um, on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, on our podcast, and also with the, with the uh, folks following us on Zoom. John, say hello to everyone, please. Uh, hello to everyone. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you very much for having me, Max. Not, not a problem. And let's uh, just do it from uh, right, right from the top. We want to thank two people. We want to thank uh, Deborah. Uh, Deborah Candell, Business Development Deborah, uh, Business Development Director, and Bella uh, Borsman, uh, Digital Marketing Assistant um, of the IFST, for uh, assisting us to get uh, John on. As John was saying in the in the green room, it's a bit like the two of, two of them were your agents getting this all, all set up. So it's uh, it's great to have their involvement to to get you on, John. Indeed. So let's let's just. Um, give a bit of background to the IFST, because although they're very well known, and John, I was just looking at your stats earlier on social media, in comparison to some other um, groups, trade groups, organizations, you've got a hell of a following. LinkedIn, 50,000 followers, Twitter, 7,000 followers, Facebook, 20,000 followers, um, and your um, social media side, your engagement is, is very, very strong. Um, I would encourage anyone um, who isn't already following the IFST to do so just on that social media side because it's, it's very powerful and very um, interesting and informative, the, the, the type of information that they're, they're pushing out. So, John, just for the purpose, especially for those on, on the podcast, I just want to give a bit of background on the IFST before we hand it over, preferably hand it over to you. 
So the Institute of Food Science and Technology are the UK's leading professional body for those involved in all aspects of food science and technology. They are an internationally respected independent membership body supporting food professionals through knowledge sharing and professional recognition. The membership comprises individuals from a wide range of backgrounds, from students to experts, walking across a, working across a wide range of disciplines within the sector. John, John is the chief executive um, in the UK. Whilst not a food scientist himself, John's role involves him in most aspects of the food sector, from food safety through to sustainability and new product development, through to ensuring the pipeline of talent for the next generation of food scientists and technologists is on stream. John also chairs, John, am I going to say this right? SALSA, S-A-L-S-A, -S -S was that correct? That's right, Thank yeah, you. that's correct. The third party uh, supplier assurance scheme for small and macro businesses in the UK. Alongside his role at IFST, John works uh, part-time as an independent consultant focusing on organizational development across a wide range of sectors with a particular focus on leadership competency and development and career development. John has written and published three books on leadership, business coaching and career development. John, does that all sound in order, please? Uh, sounds perfect. Thank you very much, Max. <laughs> <laughs> Save me having to do it anyway. But, but let, let's just um, to, just to go into a bit more uh, minutiae about the IFST, especially for people in our, our sort of network, the Beanstalk network, where it is agriculture, fresh produce, fresh food, where they may be fully aware of the IFST or they may not, and especially the, the student population that dials in from the UK and internationally. John, what, what's the purpose of the IFST and, and why should we engage? Why should we become um, individual members of the IFST, please? Uh, well, it, it's uh, it's a great opening question, of course. The the um, IFST is there as a professional recognition body. It's there in order to enhance and ensure that we've got science and technology uh, working at its best throughout the food supply chain. Uh, the Institute's open for individual members. You, you mentioned that in the introduction. So uh, this is about uh, individuals joining us to uh, ensure that they are uh, mixing, uh, 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 talking with, uh, and gaining uh, their knowledge from their fellow food scientists and technologists. Um, the, 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 I guess the, the sort of uh, USP, if you like, is that, that we're, we're there to provide professional recognition. So just as you have bodies that uh, are recognizing accountants and solicitors, uh, we recognize food scientists and technologists. Um, and that means that you, you can have the credibility knowing that you've been reviewed uh, and your experience is recognized at uh, whatever level you're at. Um, you mentioned about it being through from student to the most experienced people. Yeah, we've got a, a great membership. Uh, um, although we've got uh, sort of follow, followers of about 50,000, our membership is about 3,200. But those are people who are food scientists, technologists throughout the food supply chain. Okay, and, and membership, would you like more members? And if, of if, course. If, that, if that's a yes, would, would you uh, look at more members from the UK internationally? Are, are you, we were using that word in our green room of being um, parochial, siloed. Um, yeah. Are you just siloed to, to the UK or, or is this an international organisation, the IFST? 
Um, it's interesting that there is no equivalent professional body in, in Europe, actually. So uh, there are quite a number of uh, IFST equivalents around the world in, in America, in Australia, New Zealand, Singapore. But in, in terms of Europe, uh, that isn't the case. So uh, certainly we have about 10% of our members that are outside of the UK, and there's nothing stopping us uh, attracting and engaging members uh, from uh, from any country, but uh, particularly from Europe. Uh, so no, that's really important i mean a, a critical point really is that when you when you've got the power of that membership uh, of all those food science and, uh, scientists and technologists um they are if you like the source of all the knowledge that we share uh, and the more members we have we're a charity yeah. so it, it's not about the money it's, it's about doing what we want uh, in order to fulfill our charitable object um so really it's all about trying to disseminate uh, scientific, evidence-based, uh, and independent information uh, for, for everyone to use. So you'll see on our website that a lot of the information that we provide is all provided free of charge because that's what it's about for us. Well, I, yeah, we'll, we'll come on to your spring conference in a, in a minute because I, I, I definitely want to extol that. I, I was amazed that um, uh, not cheap is, is the wrong word, how affordable it, it is to come um, to, to attend in comparison to, to other conferences of that, that sort of level. But just yeah. before we come on to the spring conference, because John, we really got to give a, a big shout out um, for, for that. Um, there's this one thing I've, I've learned from being blessed uh, from traveling uh, on an international basis. I just see more and more that the UK is, is seen as the, the experts in uh, retail, um, in, um, uh, in, in sustainability, and also on, on a technical basis. I think sometimes uh, we, we were, again, we, were, we used some, some of the words in, the, in our green room. I do think we, we forget this sometimes that we are seen as a center of excellence on these areas. And so especially um, honing in on the IFST, I, I think there's a huge opportunity for the IFST to, um, uh, to, to garner new, new members, if it was of interest to you, especially from the likes of America. We, we do a, a lot of um, work with the likes of the um, International Fresh Produce um, uh, Association group in, in, in the States. So they're the predominant uh, uh, trading group uh, um, out there and they see us as the, the center of excellence for retail for sustainability for technical um, elements and also for, for for packaging so it'd be great um here comes my, my word of the last two years collaboration it'd be great to get you collaborated with the, with those sort of groups so um th this open source information my crikey how often um do do we not hear that for, for the likes of other um, experts, other food businesses um, globally to be able to pull upon you, and especially when, when, when we need it, John, that's, that's going to be that's, that's going to be music to a lot of people's ears if they're not already uh, aware of the IFST, but they need to become members, don't they? Uh, well, it, it would be great to have it would be great to have more participation. Definitely. Yeah. More members is good. OK, and let's just um, um, pump up the tires about the spring conference. So my notes <laughs> date the IFST spring conference 2022, uh, the 4th to the 6th of May. Uh, uh, minding the gap, communication with consumers, development of new skills, embracing new technologies. All are vital to staying relevant and informed in the fast paced food sector of today. Opportunities to update your knowledge and network with colleagues and members around at SC22, IFST's Technical and Professional Development Conference. John, are you and your colleagues looking forward to the conference? Oh, of course. I mean, it's a highlight for us in, in any year. Um, the This year is going to be virtual. Um, and of course, there's advantages and disadvantages. We know that. 
uh, of, of being virtual. Uh, we made a decision that we would go virtual, uh, you know, before before we could see uh, the the end, if you like, of uh, of COVID uh, in in sight, or at least the ability to to meet in person. But of course, the great thing is that means it's far more accessible for people to get to. Uh, next year, we'll probably go for back to our live events. But it is a great opportunity to to get people all together. We can draw on really superb speakers, expert speakers, and and I think I have. IFST's name when we ask people, uh, they're always willing to, uh, uh, to participate. This word, uh, which is a, a critical value of ours, independence, is, is really important. And when people come to our conferences, what they get is speakers that are talking uh, not from a, they're not, they're not there to, and this is briefed at the time, that they're not there to do a commercial plug. They're not like I'm doing here, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but in order to, to, uh, to share the science and the technology. Uh, and so people know when they come that they're going to get a, a really sort of uh, robust uh, conference with, with fantastic speakers. We, we've, uh, we're, we're doing something slightly different this time. And I think this is appeals to a wider audience because normally our conferences uh, primarily just there for technical people, uh, purely to hear uh, an update on their technical knowledge. This year, we're, we're experimenting slightly because we, we've got three themes. We've got the technical theme on the third day, on the 6th of May. But the other two are we're, we're looking at how you communicate the science and the technology to consumers. Uh, and also, we're looking at the skills needed for the sector. And I'm sure this, that will come on. We'll come on to that within our discussion because we know, uh, and, and I've been chief exec for 12 years now, IFST, and all the time I've been there, and, and I can see records well before that, that there's been an issue in terms of bringing young talent into the food sector. Um, we know it's an issue and we want to explore what is needed for the future, because actually what we're what we're we're seeing now is that there are new there are new skills, there are new um, uh, knowledge that, that, that people have to have new competences in order to be able to operate, uh, particularly in sort of food technical roles. Yeah. Um, so that's really important. The other theme around consumer uh, uh, con consumer understanding uh, and more to the point, how we how we translate what can be quite complex scientific information uh, to the consumer so that they can understand and engage uh, effectively in that debate is, is really important. There's a lot of fake, fake news out there at the moment. Um, John, well, well done. And you're pulling on so many threads that we, we've looked to um, expose or, or, or look to um, promote. Um, where am I going to go with this one? It's, it's um, I, I call it the Goldman Sachs moment, that there's um, some very high, high qualified young individuals coming out of um, universities and they can go into the city and they can work for monosyllabic banks, the likes of Goldman Sachs, others are, are available, earn tremendous amounts of money um, doing 90, 110 hours a, um, a, a week, but they're not doing any good. They're not doing any good to society. Whilst well, if they're aligned to the food sector and if they've got a um, an excitement to be aligned on the on the technical side, um, and especially as we're coming out of um, this this, uh, this this pandemic, um, we're picking up that a lot of the younger generation they want to do good, uh, they want to get involved in sustainability, they want to get involved in in food, fresh food in the UK and internationally, but they're not actually sure as to how how they can get, get involved with that. So to be aligned uh, to the IFST and to learn from all, all of yourselves on your open source basis, the collaboration to be involved with the with the likes of the Spring Conference, it, it, it oh you started me now, John. It annoys the bejeebies out of me that the, the last five ten years the engineering sectors in in the UK they've got it bossed 
that every year they come out with a, a week-long campaign about why you, you young folk should come into engineering and they'll have an uh, attractive young man, an attractive young, young lady and they'll be with a Formula One car, they'll be with Rolls-Royce jets um, and talking about how great it is to be in, in engineering. Um, and we, we don't do the same in food uh, per, per se. Engineering is a great sector to go in, but also food is a great sector to, to go in. Everyone, look at the likes of John, look at the likes of the, the IFST. What, what a fantastic organization to be aligned to and the connections that you'll get off the back of the IFST in the way of the food um, sectors. You, you, John, everyone's gonna have a glittering career within, within foods and, and, and it's, it's a passion. It's not, it's not nuts and bolts. Yes, we need nuts and bolts for certain things, but food is so, so crucial, um, especially now as we're, we're getting through again, the, 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 the pan, pandemic. I've always been taught, John, that, that um, we need to do, um, we need to, do, in a world war, world recession, world pandemic, you need to eat and you need to clean. So if you're in the eating game or the cleaning game, you, you're going to have a, a very, very good career. So again, we need to give that housing call out to get more people involved um, in food, especially in the technical aspect. And John, especially to be aligned with the IFST. Yeah, indeed. I think the, uh, I mean, the interesting thing, I mean, I, I always, uh, like you, I, I always look frustratingly at the, uh, you know, you've, you've got the food sector compared with, let's say, automotive, uh, or, or as I was told uh, yesterday, it's now called mobility, um, and, and aerospace and, uh, and uh, sort of communications. Um, and we are in direct competition with those uh, sectors in order to attract the best talent. When you've got uh, new talent, which is needed now in order to be able to cope with uh, artificial intelligence, robotics, uh, cybersecurity, we need those same people that those, those sectors want. So, uh, I mean, there is an issue uh, and, you know, uh, I'll flag it, but we, we don't want to sort of dwell on it, but there is an issue in terms of pay. Obviously, some of these sectors pay more, but I think one of the most critical things is the food sector is very, very fragmented. I mean, you've got a whole load of um, uh, logos behind you and it's sort of, uh, you know, it's a complex uh, uh, sector, when, particularly when you look at it from farm to fork. Um, whereas aerospace, whereas uh, sort of uh, mobility or automotive, um, they, they're dominated by big players. 95% are SMEs in, in food processing um, and uh, we can't get a rack together. So uh, what we need to do is we need to have a much more unified voice. Uh, one of the things we're doing at the moment is a thing called Project Inspire, which we're just about to kick off. Uh, we know that out there, we've done the research with uh, uh, the Knowledge uh, Transfer Network. We've done some research into what one, what are the sort of career needs for the future? Where are the gaps? Uh, but also, where is all the good stuff to promote careers in the food sector? And there is absolutely loads of stuff happening out there. And again, referring to the logos behind you, I probably guess that each one of those has got an initiative, which is about promoting good careers in the food sector. But of course, if a, a young person finds one of those, um, it doesn't know how to find all the others. And so what we're, what we're doing is actually trying to pull all those together so that there's a single portal so that young people wow. can get a, a much clearer single place to find all this great stuff that is out there and you're right it's a really really exciting sector um i was new to the food sector 12 years ago uh, i'm just bowled over by one just uh, i mean the amount of technology is is phenomenal uh, of course we hide that um, in a sense, and that's not such a good thing. Uh, it would be almost better if, like the cosmetics industry, we were able to talk about the food and the, about the science and technology in our products. But we tend to we tend to hide that. But then that means that 
young people don't see uh, just how uh, interesting and exciting it is. John, you're very refreshing. This, the, the, the fact that you, you actually identify the problems and coming up with the potential solutions is, is actually quite quite unusual for people that we have on, on, on the broadcast. And, and just to just to compliment that, um, two weeks ago, we had Kathy Burns, who's the CEO of the International Fresh Produce Association in the States. And um, she and I were, were debating and discussing the same old issue that six out of 10 kids in, in the UK and the States don't know where fruit and veg uh, comes from. And they've actually, they, they haven't given up uh, with, um, with the um, ongoing uh, media traction, but they're always going to be fighting against the power brands, the energy drinks, yeah, da, da, yeah. Da, da. Um, and so what they've started to do in America, they, they've started to um, engage in cultural recognition and cultural change. Uh, this is how the likes of, let's just name someone, Coca-Cola, McDonald's got involved in our, in our culture uh, by being very savvy with the marketing in a, bit, a very early stage. And we in the food industry haven't been. So I learned a lot from that conversation with Kathy. So they're attending uh, uh, cultural change conferences in, in America to try and uh, create societal change by creating that, that cultural change. And, and there's no reason why we can't do the same, especially with John, that your fresh thinking and that of the, your colleagues from the IFST, that we could do the traditional um, approach, but to create that cultural change. So that, that student, whether they be young or mature, can actually see there's a fascinating opportunity to be involved with the with the food sector, whether that be on a commercial yeah. basis or whether that yeah. be on a, on a technical basis. But again, we need that fresh thinking. We we need uh, that that positive disruption from, from the likes of yourself and your colleagues, do you think? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and you know, the, the name of the game here, uh, as is often the case, uh, and we were talking about it before, is uh, collaboration. Um, IFST is not going to be audacious enough to say, you know, we're, we're doing this alone. Uh, we, we need, uh, you know, the food sector is huge uh, and, uh, and very broad and we need to involve others. So it's all about collaboration. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we want to provide the leadership, which I think is important. Uh, some, somebody's got to sort of uh, take the initiative on that. And we see ourselves in a really good play, position to do that. Um, but it's got to be with others as well. But yeah, absolutely. I just had a WhatsApp come in. Uh, John for Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I throw too many parties. <laughs> with Kylie. Right. Um, the, the, the importance of the role of professional recognition. Um, the, the technical side is, is, is crucial. Um, and again, the consumer doesn't understand the... The, the, the benefit of having um, so many key technical individuals involved. Uh, my my uh, business partner, is a, he's an ex-Tesco technical manager. Um, he always gets embarrassed by me saying that, that he was one of the, the first teams to bring organics into Tesco back in the day. And he's a technical director for a very large protected crop, uh, cropping um, system. And so he's always telling me, um, he's always warning me, he's always um, uh, complimenting, uh, not me, but but uh, companies that he sees that are selling on, on a technical basis. Uh, what, mm -hmm. what is the importance of, of that role of professional recognition by the IFST, please, John? I think it's different for different people, what they what they see uh, as they gain from that professional recognition. But ultimately, it's about benchmarking yourself against others and saying, you know, have I reached a level of competence which is recognized by others uh, in the industry? So, you know, whether you come through an academic route and you're, you've got a PhD and MSc in food science and technology, or whether you've come through with 20 years experience in, in the food sector, 
uh, it's really important that those individuals are all benchmarked so that they can uh, see that they are working at a level uh, which is what we would class as professional. Um, it's an interesting debate as to whether, because there's many other sectors where, you know, to, to get professional recognition as a license to practice. We don't have that in the, in, in, uh, in the food sector. Uh, and yet people are responsible for providing uh, safe food for us all to eat, uh, safe and nutritious food for us to eat. Uh, and so, um, you know, there, there could be an argument that, that uh, professional recognition ought to be there uh, as, uh, as a license to practice. I, I think in reality, the food sector, it would be far better, and the enlightened companies do this, uh, for for companies to just embrace professional recognition and encourage it uh, through, for instance, you know, uh, insisting on it within their their person specifications when they're when they're looking for people for specific jobs, um, but that professional recognition gives us the security. Uh, that we know that the people operating in the food sector are qualified to do so. Okay. Um, so, 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 John, I'm, I'm just going to lead the witness on this one. So you you would like the IFST to offer that professional recognition? We do already. So we okay, provide okay. Um, uh, we provide general recognition in the form of, say, chartered scientist qualifications. We also have specialist registers like our Register of Food Safety Professionals uh, and Food Auditors and Mentors. So, no, we're already doing that and, and sensory uh, professionals as well. OK, OK, but just uh, uh, as I said in the green room, treat me stupid. Let me see if I can can, can um, look to, to, to weave this to, to the benefits and, and, and to Create, create a momentum around this. You, you mentioned the likes of, uh, say, solicitors or accountants that they can't practice yeah. until they've got the, their qualifications. In the world of um, agriculture, you can't be an agronomist um, unless you've got your basis and your, your facts, which means that you can, um, uh, you're, you're legally allowed to advise on, on um, uh, cropping, uh, chemical use, uh, fertilizer use. So within food, there's, there's no requirements that I, no. I could be a technical manager with with uh, five years grandfather rights um, and to be able to advise a high care food factory. And, and we, 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 we think we need better recognition. We, we think we need better professional recognition on that basis. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you're a recruiter as well. And, and you know, companies are not going to they're, they're going to take on the very best. But in order to to get a, a benchmark and to to standardize and make sure that the key roles uh, are um, uh, are at the right level. Yes, there should, I, I believe there should be professional recognition. When you, uh, interestingly, in the food, in food processing, well, through the food supply chain, uh, there is a lot of rigor, a lot of focus on, uh, for instance, food safety through HACCP processes. Uh, HACCP is great, but of course, that is a process. People have to deliver those processes, uh, and therefore, having people who are uh, suitably qualified uh, is really, really important. Yeah. Okay. Um. And. Uh, so, so likewise, there might be an individual who would uh, think to, to, to better themselves, they'll go up and do an MBA. On yes. a technical perspective, uh, to better themselves, uh, they should be coming to the IFST to get that uh, professional recognition? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and what goes with professional recognition as well is there's a requirement to maintain CPD. Uh, continuing professional development yeah. now you know some may go oh that's that's extra work but actually many people are already doing it within their jobs yeah. uh, they have to to keep up to date yeah. um, but uh, th there are certain requirements within being professionally recognized which means that you then have to maintain that cpd and prove that you're doing it and again it's it's about assurance for the food sector that it's got qualified people that are capable uh, in the right roles 
and, and I'm not trying to sell fear here, but the, the, the people involved in, in the technical aspects of, um, of, of food, of fre fresh food, uh, that they're saving lives. Um, it, um, I would argue that not many solicitors save lives, but people with, within the, the, the technical sector do. So you would have thought there would be that professional recognition or and the people who are ambitious and can see that they can better themselves by getting that professional recognition should come to the likes of yourselves to get that um, that, that professional recognition. So, we, uh, so yeah. we, need to, we need to promote that. Yeah, I think, I mean, interesting you mentioned the ambitious bit. I think there are three drivers there. You, you've got uh, you, you've got the, the the need to ensure that that uh, there is safe food uh, and, uh, you know, you could have the, the sort of uh, regulatory side which says you've got to have it. But then you've got the more enlightened side, which is uh, either individuals being ambitious, saying, if I want that role, uh, it would improve my credibility to be able to say that I'm, you know, professionally recognised. Uh, and then you've got the others, which is the companies themselves, uh, who, uh, if they're enlightened, can see the benefit in terms of, uh, it's not just the professional recognition, but it, it creates, uh, as you probably know, in the food sector, there's not many opportunities to be able to demonstrate career pathways. Uh, that's one of the one of the problems. Uh, but through professional recognition at different tiers, at different levels, uh, people can well, they always ask the question, what have I got to do to get to the next yeah. level? And that can be through uh, professional recognition. Yeah. And, and you think that uh, uh, businesses who uh, oh, there's that graph, um, there's that graph, John, from uh, Cranfield University that shows that um, training development, those companies that invest in training development in their staff see far better increased turnover, far better profitability and far better uh, staff retention. So, so if uh, an individual is going to uh, the boss or the colleague saying, I'd love to do this professional uh, re recognition um, qualification with the IFST, it's X, Y, uh, Z pounds, is that okay? You would hope that they would go, yes, why haven't we done this before? Who else in the team can we get in? Or for that, for that uh, um, individual within that business to look to encourage their, their team to do, so, so if we could create that, that momentum ongoing, John, that, that would be fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I would far prefer it to be through enlightenment and uh, yeah. uh, rather than having to, to have big stick, you know, carrots yeah, yeah, better yeah. than stick in this situation. Yeah. Um, consumer perceptions of the food ah. science and, and <laughs> technology area. Um, I've just I've been very blessed. I've just come back from a trip from Ghana um, with an amazing business, uh, Blue Skies and, um, and Waitrose and filming there about a, about a plastic initiative that that uh, they, they've um, got um, I, I came back in and I, I took one of my boys um, uh, who's 13 into into Sainsbury's and uh, we were sta standing in the, the, the fresh produce counter and I started my lecture to him about pineapples in a pot and I was telling him about the three and a half thousand people oh I'm telling him about the pineapple grower that I that I saw um, telling him about the transport co company in Ghana that took it to the factory, the high care facility in Ghana, the air transportation, the site in the UK, the RDC, Regional Distribution Centre for Sainsbury, and how it got here. And he, it was actually quite interesting. He was, he was a gog. Um, and I said, um, there, there's 32,000 different lines of food products in this store. Every one of those have gone through some form of, of technical compliance to make sure what you're eating is safe. And he's like, wow, really? That's the, how, how can we... But the bulk of consumers aren't aware of this, no. oh, this dark art that, that, that goes on, but, and they need to be um, for, for them to have a better recognition of, of food. And we'll come on to the, the, the problems we've got in the food, food sector a little bit, a little bit later. What, what's, what's, the, what's the solution, John, from yourself and the IFST's um, uh, outlook as to how we can raise that perception of the likes of what you do, what the whole sector does to the consumer? Yeah, I mean, it comes back to this issue that, uh, thank goodness, 
uh, that uh, most of the consumers, uh, all consumers, when they go into a, uh, into a supermarket to, or wherever they go to get their, their food, uh, they go in with that supreme confidence that what they're buying is safe to eat. Uh, and that's fantastic. We do such a good job uh, that it's largely, obviously we've got product recalls from time to time and uh, the odd food uh, scare, but uh, you know, 99.99% of the time it's safe food, uh, reliable, and we do such a good job that no one realizes what goes into it. Yep. Um, and uh, as you've just sort of uh, highlighted, there are so many exciting things that are happening to get the food to where it needs to be. Um, so actually, uh, we need to be, uh, I think we just need to be generally more open about how, you know, what happens. I mean, there are there are TV programs now which are, are sort of going behind the scenes and giving people a better understanding of, of what happens to get food on the table, because, you know, it is, um, well, it's literally on an industrial scale. Um, and, uh, you know, it's highly complex. And, you um, and, and you know we got a glimmer of what what can happen when things go wrong during the during the COVID pandemic when all of a sudden uh, food chains were disrupted and uh, they had to think about well how do we get food to people more through the supermarkets less through the restaurants uh, and of course it's all food scientists and technologists are doing the work behind the scene to make sure regulatory wise uh, and food safety wise it's all it's still uh, still going to happen um, uh, and it's amazing. So, so do so the, the, the likes of the, the, the TV programs that, that you, you mentioned, do you think we need more of those? Do you, do you, do you think we need a bit of a fly on a wall of um, the, they following uh, the, the food techie side? Because it, it is fascinating. It's, it's, yeah. it's amazing, yeah. uh, whether it be in the UK or on an international basis. Do, do you think that sort of thing would would uh, would help? Am I really going to say Jeremy Clarkson? Do, do we need more, <laughs> more, 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 more sort of... Um, um, He's done a fantastic job with an agriculture. Do we need yeah, no, more, more disruptive, 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 but positive media to highlight what what the technical sector does? Yeah, we do. Although I guess a bit like Zoom now, um, you know that uh, people are getting weary with uh, certain formats, and the same with yeah. uh, sort of uh, factory fly on the wall. You can't have flies on the wall, can you, in a in a food factory? But um, you, uh, yeah, you, we've got to look at new new ways of getting the message across. So I think social media, particularly for for young people, um, you know, TV programs, uh, standard channels, not going to attract uh, young people. So we've got to look at social media channels. Uh, and uh, uh, make sure that we're getting this message out through the way that particularly young people, um, in, in a sense, let's start with the young people and see them through because uh, probably the older generation are, are more entrenched now in their views, dare I say. Um, so that I think that's how we're going to approach it. It's, it's going to have to be through, uh, uh, yeah, uh, be more open, social media, uh, interest people. There's an interesting glimmer uh, in that, uh, food, food safety uh, when, uh, is has not been uh, hugely uh, uh, seen as exciting for young people. Uh, new product development is so people sometimes coming through that because, and particularly with all the sort of uh, cook, cookery-based programs. But the the other one now, of course, is uh, uh, is around uh, sustainability and the environment. And so young people are actually starting to show an interest in food from that perspective. Uh, and that's quite an interesting way. If we can sort of uh, uh, excite them around that and, and then perhaps broaden their horizons about the other opportunities, that would be good as well. Yeah, because it's, it's, I was just going to pigeonhole people. It's not all about 
white white coats and hairnets, is it? That the, the whole technical um, CSR sustainability element. Um, so it's almost just WhatsApp, WhatsApp about um, uh, Max talk about QR codes. Is it QR codes? Um, I've, I, I'm that Luddite. So, so QR codes fell out, but now coming back in. And so there's an opportunity there for, um, for, for food manufacturers, for someone to, to, um, to ding with their, with their phone, the QR code, and have that whole story presented to them on the whole yeah, technical yeah. sustainability aspect and give them, give, give them um, uh, an edge. And there was, um, there was a city food lecture, must be four or five years ago, with the then chief executive, who might still be there uh, with Compass Group, and he was talking about his granddaughter in 30 years' time being on a treadmill somewhere in London with Google glasses and deciding <laughs> while she's running as to what she was going to eat that night. And she was selecting with her Google um, uh, glasses by flicking left, by flicking right, um, to, to make sure the food that she was going to eat on a takeaway basis was nutritious to her and also where it being um, sourced and the sustainability of it. So uh, you're spot on about that younger generation. They, they, they definitely want, want to make a, um, a difference. And, and that's the, that's the sector, no, no offense to the oldies, but that's the sector that we've got to, we've got to yeah. um, major on um, because there's the, the future consumers and also to get them, to get them into the, into the sector. And um, John, John, are you, are you at all concerned about the issues that we've got um, now and, and coming up in the respect of, um, um, uh, economics, uh, double digit um, in inflation, uh, food scares, food problems. Um, I've, I've used this, this mantra a number of times before that we're but four missed meals um, from, from, from a revolution. Um, do, do you, does it worry you that the, the people might be taking shortcuts within the food sector because they have to, because they're just not making the, the, the money within, within the system? Or, or are you quite confident, mm -hmm. especially with the likes of um, uh, the IFST being be involved, that, 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 we can, that, that we won't have any problems as we, as we hopefully get through this um, speed bump of this, uh, this economic situation that, that, that we're in? Uh, well, I mean, it, it's a huge one, isn't it? You know, talk about perfect storm. You've you've got Brexit, uh, obviously, originally with the supply chain issues from, that came from that. You've got COVID, uh, lack of staff being available in order to supply the food. You've then got the sort of U Ukraine, you know, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, uh, leading to huge uh, uh, shortages of of, uh, of of you know wheat grain. Um, sunflower oil and and then you've got on top of that the the huge fuel crisis which is going to put up costs as well now on the on the monetary side that's not something that ifst will get involved in uh, obviously it's concerned about that but but the knock-on of that in terms of you you move the supply chain uh, means you've got to then reformulate uh, that means that you've got to revalidate. You're going to have to. You're going to have to ensure that, uh, from a regulatory point of view, everything still is uh, is is intact. In um, you've got uh, supply chain issues, delay in, in producing food, or, or maybe in uh, longer supply chains uh, equals problems with food safety. So that brings in the food scientists there. So yeah, I mean, that's, it, it brings it's creating huge headaches for uh, for all businesses, both. Uh, economically uh, and in terms of uh, just the supply supply chain logistics it's 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 massive uh, am i confident yeah i am because the people that are in the food sector are brilliant at what they do yeah. uh, back to the they're too good almost and and uh, and so people just still expect the food to be there of course there are there are gaps on shelves uh, and uh, that's a wake up call isn't it? it 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 is but then I'm not sure if, if I'm allowed to use this, this phrase. We, we had a, we've got a great uh, contact who's a buyer at Pick and Pay in, um, in uh, South Africa. 
and uh, when and, and they've had the same machinations that we've had in the way of lockdowns and everything and, and she came up with this uh, this phrase of never waste a crisis because they managed to here's that word we all hate uh, john managed to pivot as a business and all the suppliers managed to pivot to be able to still supply and, and feed a south african uh, community and uh, definitely we've seen that over the last two years the the ingenuity that's come out of the uh, come out of the food sector so as you say that reformulation side i, I trust the food the food sector the food supply chain implicitly um, if they if they're not going to get sunflower oil from from ukraine they'll find another another means if they're not going to get wheat out of uh, russia they'll find a, a, another means do, do, do you think we we get enough support from from the uk retailer um in the respect of everything that the food sector is going through well, I, I don't think that's really one that I can comment on particularly, Max, to be honest. It's, it's not something that I experience or, or know. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess all of these things are sort of, um, to, to use the well-used well term, a farm-to-fork problem, and it, it, needs, it needs that. Um, you know, the, uh, I think generally, if we, if we think about it from a consumer point of view, uh, they have high expectations of the wide choice of food. Um, and, uh, you know, the, I guess that we can all do something to uh, manage those expectations. Um, but, yeah, that, that's all I can really say on that, I guess. No, no problem. So, so let's 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 be positive. Let, let's let's look forward that we will get through this economic situation that we're in. We'll get through this political situation. It, it, it always works out. I'm, I'm the optimist of all optimists. With with the respect of the IFST, the what you've created to date, uh, the, we didn't even talk about the likes of your 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 board and the likes of um, Sterling Crew coming on as a new president elect. He, he was one of the first people that came on uh, Beanstalk uh, back back in the day. You've got such a great team there. Where do you want the IFST to be three years, five years from here, please? Um, the, we, interestingly, we've just had a strategy session, so that should be fairly fresh on, on my mind. Uh, there are some fairly big things on the horizon for us, which I can't talk about now, but I, I do think will we'll make a difference. But if, if I just look at the, the vision side, um, where we are uh, petitioning for chartership, so we become a chartered body. Um, the, that's really important in, in the respect of it, it has knock-on credibility, again, for those working in the food sector. So it's yet yeah, enhanced uh, credibility for those people. To do that, we would like to obviously uh, uh, increase our membership. So we, we have uh, schemes in place at the moment to, uh, to promote uh, more actively our, our membership. So we would like to see uh, more members, but not just more members. We're, what we're looking for really are those uh, members, uh, those people that are working uh, at the highest levels uh, and the, the big influences in the food sector. So, so that's important to us. Uh, professional recognition will continue to grow. Uh, as I say, there's some big pieces there. Um, and uh, our projects around young people and, and uh, developing the talent, uh, that, that is going to be a, a more front and centre piece for us in, in the future. Yeah, well done. Uh, question, question in. I don't know why people ask this sometimes. How can we get in contact with the IFSC to, to become a member? It's like, have you never heard of Google? But go on, go on, John. <laughs> Give us the elevator pitch. How can people get, get, get engaged with the IFSC, please? Well, if you go to www.ifst.org, 
you'll find it. Um, and uh, if you just look up there, uh, join join us, you'll find uh, various ways of getting involved. The, the great thing is, I mean, I've talked about food professionals and professional recognition, but we have associate membership, which is for anyone that is involved. Uh, uh, and, uh, and we, uh, of course, have student membership as well. Um, and, and we're talking, you know, uh, literally thirty pounds to become a student member, um, and uh, and and for associate members, those people that are interested in food science and technology, but maybe at the start of their career, or it's just an interest that they have, uh, they can still get involved. Um, and loads of benefits for members being uh, uh, involved, but all of those are around uh, helping them to understand the food science and technology in in, in their world. Yeah. John, it's a really interesting point. We do a lot of work with the likes of Christine Takeon with um, Women in Food and Farming Group that, that, that we host. And she always states uh, that the younger generation should uh, find a mentor. Um, and everyone I've, I've um, uh, seen or heard who, who've done that, um, they've found some incredibly uh, uh, um, charitable in, individuals at a senior level yeah. who, who are giving their time. So, so that's great, but also to, to become a member of the IFSC, I, I think for any discipline within the food sector, because you some, some of the better people that you and I know, John, will have a technical, operational, commercial background, and they're still wired in network-wise and, um, and um, knowledge-wise. So to be an IFSC member from a young age all, all the way through, to get that information, to, get, to, to, to be just in front of the game because of, of, of you and your colleagues being in front of the game would be hugely beneficial. So, so, yeah. so the IFST, I, I think any, anyone, anyone within the food sector should sign up to become a member. Yeah, no, definitely. That uh, anyone in the food sector, uh, uh, and uh, and of course, it, it's really wide. Our our um, uh, the, the the special interest groups that we have are involved in all aspects of food. Uh, farm to fork, as, as I say, Max, you've been involved in uh, our student launchpad uh, events, um, and uh, th those are for young people who are at early stages in, in, in thinking about their future in the food sector. The most uh, still the most energetic part of the, the student career launch plans that we have uh, are the bits where we have our industry mentor expert sitting at a table talking to young people. Uh, and interestingly, the mentors come away with as much of a buzz yes. as the students do, because, of course, they're energized by, you know, all, all the excitement of those young people uh, and uh, right at the start of their careers. So uh, they, they, uh, and that's the great thing about the Institute, because we, we've got from the most experienced seasoned, uh, I, was, I was once referred to as a seasoned veteran, which I think <laughs> <laughs> um, compared with the, the young people at the start of their career and, and bringing those together means that, yeah, we, we provide opportunities to, to be able to get the, the you know, pe people in the, the later stages of their career. They want to give back to the to the industry. They want to give back uh, all that experience that they've gained. And, and so it's a great opportunity for them to do that. Excellent. And that person who, who asked how to sign up is signing up now. Oh, there fantastic. There you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> don't, don't sign up just yet. Just finish the interview first. Yeah. And then... <laughs> That's right. So, so it can go on John's membership figures. We're all ourselves. John, John we're, we're running out of time. I, I think it's been, it's been a it's been a fascinating uh, conversation and I've learned so much more from you and also the, the, the 
previous involvement I've, I've had with the with your with your colleagues. I, I, I'm not a member. I think we, we definitely will, be, will become a become a member for the reasons I've just said. Just just that market information, that that market knowledge within this 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 sector is, is absolutely crucial. So that's my housing call to everyone. Let, let's all be aligned to John and his colleagues and all become members of the IFST because it's going to make the body stronger. It's going to make our sector stronger. Would you absolutely. Agree, I'm I'm not going to disagree with that at all, Max. Thank you very much. No, perfect. Okay, and, and, and I do want to just give us another big shout out to people that, that might have missed uh, the, the, the first half of this, the spring conference um, yeah. on the 4th to the 6th of May, uh, Minding the Gap, um, it's been um, held on a, on a, on a uh, not hybrid, on a vir virtual basis. Do, do you want just to extol the virtues of the conference again, please, John? Yeah, absolutely. We've got, we've got three days, 4th, 5th, 6th of May, um, and uh, fantastic speakers covering around consumer understanding, gap in consumer understanding, gap in the skills, uh, and gap in technical uh, knowledge for those that are the, the, the technicians that want more information. Always a, a fantastic event. We always do network working, even though it's a virtual one, it will be networked. Uh, uh, networking will be a really important part of it as well. Of course, you could come along to our lunch as well on the 25th of April. Oh, it's on a roll now. Yeah, <laughs> which is our conference lunch beforehand, and that will be in person. I'll give you an invite to it, Max, if you want to oh, come and Yes, please. We'll talk about that behind the scenes. If you want me to vlog at that, if that's appropriate, we're more than happy to, to do that. Um, I've just, if, if anyone who missed the, the start of this broadcast, I, I, we were waiting for all the social media to kick in, and I asked them, John, if he was going to have a, a big birthday party, who who would he have uh, to come and perform? And he said, Kylie. I've just had a WhatsApp from someone who claims to be Kylie, who's yeah. happy to headline at your at, at the at the, <laughs> at the at the spring conference. I I, I'm, I don't I'm think that's not actually it. Kylie, but if, if you want to take it up, John, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll swap over the details. <laughs> yeah, indeed, it'll make it'll make for a very interesting conference dinner. We'll go with that, shall we? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> John, thank, thank you very much. Thank you for all, all the team for getting this uh, this conversation set up with uh, with John. Let's all become members of the Institute of Food Science and Technology uh, because it's going to do a lot of good and a lot of good for the long term. John, thank you very very much. You're brilliant. Thank you, Max. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Bye 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 bye.